In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would any of the kids we have up through the eighth grade please come forward? touch don't I you I can't get that one up there I try that it won't ever do it but if I do this it goes down and yeah I don't know why I didn't do that one up there anyway good morning here sit down be comfortable so we have a wonderful person with us today he's called our bishop Bishop Clark he's my boss he's also my friend but the, the thing so special about Bishop Clark is that Bishop Clark and the one before him, the bishop before him, and 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 the bishop before him, all the way back to the time of Jesus had their hands laid upon them and they became bishops of the church. They became uh, leaders of the church, spiritual leaders of the church to make sure uh, to that, the, uh, that what the apostles taught, that Jesus had taught them. You know, the, you know about the 12 apostles, right? Do you know about the 12 apostles? Yep. Now, those who followed Jesus and that were really close to Jesus, Jesus taught them for three years. And, and so they, the, the apostles began to teach other people when Jesus rose into heaven and sat at the right hand of God the Father. The apostles began to teach other people. And, and, and so the apostles laid hands on other, what we now call bishops, right? Overseers or apostles. And it's gone on and on and on until, until finally, 2,000 years later, we have the same thing happening with Bishop Clark. The other bishops laid hands on him, and he became a bishop. And now he's responsible to teach the apostles' teaching, the teachings of Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. And isn't that special? That's very special. But now here's something even more special. You've been baptized? No. Okay, we'll talk about that. You've been baptized. <laughs> I baptized you. Have you been baptized? Yes? Yes, I remember. Has Blake been baptized? Yes. Uh -huh. You've both been baptized. Something, so here, here's something just as special. I don't even know about, like, what apostles are. You don't know what apostles are? Apostles were like if I were Jesus and I, I came down from heaven and I walked on this earth and I wanted to teach everybody about who God was and, and show God, show the people who God was, I would pick some very special people to walk with me for three years like Jesus did. And those were his disciples, but they were also apostles. They were sent out to teach others and to lay hands on others. So somebody who was really close to teach uh, to, to Jesus and who learned everything that Jesus wanted them to learn. And then the Holy Spirit came upon them at Pentecost, and boy, did they explode with the truth of God. And so that's who the apostles were. And so here's something even more special and wonderful about that, that your baptism... When you were baptized, and I know you were young, you said you didn't remember, you, you got baptized just a couple months ago, but uh, when you were baptized, something just as wonderful happened as, as like when Bishop Clark got his, the bishops laying hands on him from 2,000 years 
right? You were made a child of God by, by, by the Holy Spirit. You are, okay, you have a mom and dad, right? You have a mom and dad. You have a mom right here, right? Yeah? So, I know you're new here. I'm sorry. I don't mean, <laughs> you're bright. Now, that's why I'm asking you all these questions. Are you Mandy? What, what? Mandy. Mandy. So, I'm glad you're here. Uh, but anyway, so, when you're baptized, the Holy Spirit does this wonderful thing, and it makes, God's always loved you. God loves his creation. God loves his people. But all you are before you're baptized is a person a person that God created and he loves you but when you're bat excuse me when you're baptized God makes you his child he adopts you into his family the church the body of Jesus and he says you are mine now your mom and dad they're still your parents he gave them the right and the responsibility to raise you and to love you and to help you grow into the Christians that you're called to be but he says you're mine you belong to me, God says. And I'm going to love you. I'm going to hold you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to lead you all the days of your life. Keep your eyes and your heart on me. But that's the neatest thing. That just as Bishop Clark got hands laid on him that traced back all the way to the days of Jesus, you were baptized with water in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and you became God's child. Wow. Huh? We'll talk. Okay? We will talk. Um, think about that. I mean, there's nothing, nothing greater. It's a great responsibility. And I know that you're young, and still you're, you're young, but you're going to grow more into it because you know what? We practice our baptism every single day of our Christian life. You're going to practice your baptism every day until the day you die. And go to be with Jesus. Could be a long time to practice. Right? What your guy, your dad knows a guy who knew another guy who, who lived to be 99? Yeah, I think that, that was how it was. So, yeah, so that's a long time. Was he a Christian? I don't you don't know that. Uh, if, he, if he was, he practiced, he practiced his baptism for 99 years. That's something, isn't it? Yeah. All right. If y'all want to get, get a packet to color, you're more than welcome to do that and then go back to your parents, okay? I know you came to 11 o'clock last, last week. We don't have a children's chapel at this service. Thank you for coming up. You want to get a packet over there, Blake, Luke? Gotta wipe my eyes, sorry. So I can see. So there was this man, sad story, man who was struck by a bus on a busy street in Milpitas, and he lies dying on the sidewalk. There's a crowd of spectators, they gather all around to see what's going on. And the man gasped, A priest, somebody get me a priest. And the policeman checks the crowd. There's no priest around. There's no minister of God, no man of God anywhere, he sees. A priest, please, the man says again as he lay there dying. And then out of the crowd uh, steps out a little old man, 
least 80 years old, said, Mr. Policeman, I'm not a priest, I'm not even a Catholic, but for 50 years I'm living behind St. Elizabeth Catholic Church on Sequoia, and every night I'm listening to the Catholic litany. Maybe I can be of some comfort to this man. And the policeman agrees, and he takes the 80-year-old man over to where the man lay dying, and the man, old man gets down on his knees, and he leans over the injured man and intones in a solemn voice, B6, I14. Bingo. You liked it and you know it. Yeah. So, as Bishop Clark said in the beginning, today we celebrate this great feast of the baptism of our Lord, the day when Jesus presented himself to John the Baptist to be baptized by him. Originally, this feast was celebrated on the Feast of the Epiphany, which is January the 6th, 12 days after Christmas, as was the first miracle of Jesus at the wedding in Cana of Galilee celebrated on this day. But eventually the Western Church moved this feast of the baptism of our Lord to the first Sunday following the epiphany of our Lord. We will also have, you notice the Paschal candle is out and I like for all of our service to at least participate in some way in the baptisms we will be having visually if no, no other way. We will have two baptisms at the 11 o'clock service, which is the most appropriate day for baptisms, the baptism of our Lord Sunday. But because we've had five baptisms on two different dates within the past two months, and because I have dealt with the theology of baptism on those previous two Sundays, I thought I might keep this sermon somewhat simple. And so this morning, I want us to focus on the importance of a name the importance of your name. I recently ran across an article by a new father who writes this. He says, I was running through the list of nicknames that my wife and I have called our baby girl Bridget since she was born. I was amazed, he said, in only 22 weeks. Parents, you can, grandparents as well can recognize this. 22 weeks, we have referred to her alternately as Bridget, Bridge, Bridgie, Bridgelet, Bridgester, Bridgemeister, Bridgman, Bridgetette, the fidgety midget, uh, Bridget, the fidgety midget, <laughs> Bridgets of Madison County, Pooh, Poop, Poopy, Pumpkin, Pumpkin Seed, Pumpkin Pooch, Peanut, Muffin, Noodle, Doodle, Doodle Doo, Doo Drop, Sweet Pea, Peapod, Boopy, Bubbles, Bundles, and Stinky, the bald-headed girl. <laughs> he says that last one was Bridget's name her first week only. And then he says, I fully expect her to take me to court over it one day. And in the end, I believe my clearly exhaustive repertoire of aliases for my daughter comes from my desire to dote and fawn and fuss over her that much more. And the more syllables, the better, he says, even though in the end, a Bridget by any other name still smells like Johnson's baby powder. 
true enough, a rose by any other name still smells as sweet. But we also know how true it is that what we are called makes a difference. As we grow, if we are called smart, it makes a difference. If we are called stupid, it makes a difference. The prophet Isaiah understood the importance of the name. Our Old Testament reading today says, thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Judah, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name and you are mine. When, the water, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Through rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. What a wonderful word of divine protection. Why? For no other reason than I have called you by name and you are mine. What a wonderful thing to remember about our baptism. I have called you by name and you are mine, says the Lord. As a counterpoint to the prophet Isaiah, our gospel lesson carries us to the waters of the Jordan River and the story of Jesus' baptism. Theologians will always wrestle with why Jesus chose to be baptized, just as John the Baptist himself wondered. But most say this was the Lord's visible demonstration that he really is with us. He is with us in our fears, he is with us in our foolishness. He is with us in our failures. He is with us all the way down into the mud of the Jordan River. Anybody in here remember Charlton Heston? Most of you probably will. Some of you won't. The next service will have fewer hands. The last service, every hand went up. In Charlton Heston's autobiography called In the Arena, the actor describes making the movie the greatest story ever told way back in November of 1963. Heston appeared as John the Baptist in that movie. Director George Stevens had chosen to film the baptism in Glen Canyon, Arizona on the Colorado River. And Heston points out that in November, the water temperature was in the 40s. It made for some interesting reactions as the hundreds of extras were immersed one by one in the cold Colorado River. He writes, as they came up gasping and wild-eyed, the cameras conveyed pure heartfelt epiphany. It took several days to shoot the scene. Heston remarked that they baptized around 60 a day but he suspected that the real John the Baptist did better than that. So after several days of standing in cold water dressed in a bear skin, he got to pretend to baptize Jesus. And as he was waiting in the water for the shot, he was warming his hands on a cup of coffee with his head down. And this might have caused the director Stevens to be concerned. He called out, how you doing Chuck? And Heston says, he answered, I'm okay, George, 
But I'll tell you this, if the Jordan had been as cold as the Colorado, Christianity would never have gotten off the ground. <laughs> the climax of the scene of Jesus' baptism in Holy Scripture is wonderful. You've got the dove and the voice. You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Pleased about what? As far as we know for sure, Jesus had not done any miracles at this point. The first miracle happening happened at the wedding of Cana in Galilee. He had not preached, he had not taught, he had not healed, he had not accomplished any of those things that we identify with his ministry. And yet God says, you are my son whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. It's interesting, isn't it, that God praises Jesus before he does great things. We often reverse that order, reserving praise and approval until one has earned it, except maybe for our younger children. Loving parents, grandparents, start with those words of affirmation and affection right from the beginning, my son, my daughter, I love you. The fact that in his baptism, Jesus heard God's word of love and affirmation provides something important for us. Baptism can be seen as a first word of God's love and acceptance for you, for me. When we remember and celebrate our own baptism, we recall that we too have been called God's child. No, not like Jesus, not in the same way as Jesus, because Jesus was true God and true man, 100%. But we humans still have been adopted into God's family, the body of Christ, Mother Church, and we are children of God. We belong to him. I love telling the story from Fred Craddock, who is a wonderful teacher of preachers. He writes, you've heard it, he writes of vacationing in the Smoky Mountain area of Tennessee. He and his wife had found a lovely restaurant at a place called the Black Bear Inn. And Craddock writes, we were seated there looking out at the mountain when this old man with shocking white hair a Carl Sandburg-looking person came over and spoke to us. He said, you're on vacation? We said, yes, and he just kept right on talking. What do you do, he asked. Well, Craddock notes, I was thinking that it was none of his business, but I let out that I was a minister. Then he said, oh, a minister. Well, if I got a story for you, he pulled out a chair and sat down, at which time Craddock says, won't you have a seat? Craddock added, we found out later that the man was 80 years old and a former governor of Tennessee. The man said, I was born back here in these mountains. When I was growing up, I attended Laurel Springs Church. My mother was not married. And as you might expect in those days, I was embarrassed about that. At school, I would hide in the weeds by a nearby river and eat my lunch alone because the other children were very cruel. 
And when I went to town with my courageous mother, I would see the people look at me, trying to guess who my daddy was. The preacher fascinated me, but at the same time he scared me. He had a long beard and a rough-hewn face, a deep voice. I sure liked to hear him preach. But I didn't think I was welcome at church, so I would go just for the sermon. And as soon as the sermon was over, I would rush out so nobody would say, what's a boy like you doing here in church? One day, though, the old man continued, one day, though, I was trying to get out, but some people had already got in the aisle, so I had to remain. I was waiting, getting in a cold sweat, when all of a sudden I felt a hand on my shoulder, and I looked out the corner of my eye and realized it was the face of the preacher, and I was scared to death. The preacher looked at me. He didn't say a word. He looked at me. And then he said, well, boy, you're a child of, and he paused, and I knew he was going to try to guess not who my mother was, but who my daddy was. The preacher said, you're a child of why, you're a child of God. I see a striking resemblance, boy. And he swatted me on the bottom and he said, now go claim your inheritance. And then the old man who was telling the story said to Fred Craddock, I was born on that day. You are my son whom I love. Christians, remember your baptism. In your baptism, you will find affirmation. In and through our baptisms, which we practice again every day of our lives, we find strength for the struggle. We find courage for the crises. We find hope for the future. We are a part of God's family, each and every one of us. We are God's own children, never alone. And nothing can ever separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now go and claim your own inheritance. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.